Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Amen. They declare them useless men. But let's see, this useless man took a positive risk. They took a positive risk. They took a step towards achieving a godly mission in the presence of danger and difficulty. They took a step. They said they are useless and the people who are useful, they were sitting in the city and they were hungry. They were poor. Their business were collapsing. Listen, the greatest pain you cause the heart of God is to equate your situation with the people of the world. That is why the Bible said that do not be equal, equal with what? The Gentiles. And said so that do not compare yourself with them. Their businesses are failing. So that is why your own is failing. Their marriages are failing. That is why your own is failing. Their children are failing. That is why you are not in the same kingdom with them. We are living in the world together, but we don't have the same kingdom principles. They may be living by the, the principles of what sight and get, but we are living by the principles of what faith and get. They are living by the principles of what action and reaction, but we are living by the principles of what faith and trust and hope in God. Hallelujah. So they took a step towards meeting a mission, even though it was in the face of danger and difficulty. And they said it that. This step we are taking, we either die or we live. They knew it. The Bible said that they spoke to one another. So why do we sit here and die? It means number one, where they were sitting, they will die. And they said, if we go to the city, we die. It means that when they go back to the village, they die. The only way for them is to go forward. And they said that even forward, we know that when we go, we die, but it's better. There is something about going forward. When we go back, there is no, the only thing reserved there is rejection and death. When we sit here, the only thing is stagnant and death. But when we move forward, it is either we break through or we die. So let us go. Any of the alternative can happen. It's either we die, which if we die, already we are a dead living. But if we don't die, we get food to eat. The Bible said that when they took the step, God didn't look at the death sentence that they already put in their mind but God look at the mission that was in the heart that they took and the Bible said that God caused them so that they inherited all the booty of the Assyrians the Lord will bless your step I said the Lord will bless your step don't go back into that don't stay into that make a risk and move forward don't give yourself excuses what about if it doesn't work what about if it doesn't work what about if it doesn't work what about if it works what about if they don't accept me? What about if they insult me? What about this? Why don't you think what about if it works? Hallelujah. So, when an initiative will fulfill God's plan, bless many lives and create opportunity, it is a positive risk. God will intervene for the uncertainties. Anytime you are taking any risk and it will bless the life of people, it will fulfill God's plan and it will create opportunity. 
take a step. Amen. Take a step. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. Nobody has started with money. The people who even had the money, it wasn't the money that started. It was the ideas. The Bible said that in Jesus, while he was walking on the sea, the shores of the seas of Galilee, he saw Peter in his boat and said, can you give me my boat? That is how he started. He saw, he sick, and then he spoke. That's how Jesus started. He saw a boat, sought for it. They gave him, he stood on the boat and he spoke. He started his church. There was no church building. There was no church room. There was no digging. There was no pastor. There was no account. There was no money. All that he had was ability to preach. And he started by his ability. There's something inside of you. Start by it and it will work. Start by it. The Bible said that if the people of old have had what we have today, they would have been greater. The Bible said, and they wish to have our day. Listen, the gospel and the information we have today, if the ancient peoples have gotten, they would have been far better than us. They were not there to be taught how to take risk. But they took risk. Who told jo yeah, Joshua? That Joshua, the step you are taking is going to bless the life of you. Who told him? Who told Abraham? That Abraham, the step you are taking is going to bring generation after you. Who told him? Who told Moses that the step you are taking is going to open opportunities for more Christians to do the work of God? Who told him? But you are hearing it today. Hallelujah. So you don't have to sit down and say that there I can't take and there, 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 I can't take. Who told you? And then, what about if I fail? If you fail, yes, you fail. Try again. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's use us the look at the useless lepers. Why were they considered useless? Remember, I told you three things, but there are five things. That classified them useless. But in each of the five, God has a remedy for it. Each of the five. Number one, they were sickless. And these are people with hopeless situations. Some of us are sitting here, we have hopeless situations. Your situation is hopeless. There is no human hope that it can be better. And you know, with this stage, I am. I mean, nothing can be done with it again. Everything is gone. Hallelujah. Like, I used to be advised. I mean, they used to tell me, that's your uncle. That's your uncle. Don't try. That's your uncle. Don't try. That's your uncle. Don't try. He is a wizard. He's like this. He's like that. He's like this. So to me, between me and that my uncle, there is a block. We will never ever meet eyes. I saw no hope. Of becoming a friend with that my uncle because he's a wizard. And we have been fighting spiritually, and that is what I thought. Amen. When I saw the uncle face to face last week, Friday, I saw when he nobody has told me, but when I saw him coming, I knew that yes, there's fire on the mountains. When you see the talismans and the thing on his left leg alone. And when his neck and his hands come in, nobody will tell you that Satan has arrived. See that this is a man coming. It's just chop, 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 chop. I say, ha, ha, hey! I'm on for, I'm on for, baby, I'm on for crew. Hey! So this is where I'm coming from. Hallelujah. For about six hours, we have not spoken. Because to the, my mind, there can never be any relationship. 
Hallelujah. A hopeless situation. But church, before I left on Saturday morning, I and my uncle were eating. We were talking. We were embracing. And this my uncle told me that he can never prevent the destiny of God. He may be serving the idols, the ancestors, but he knows in himself that there are people who are created to do the work of God and he does not have the power to stop them. And he looked at me and said, son, go ahead. As you are going back to Accra, you will testify one day and see that your uncle, even though he's a Jew man, but he supports you with every faith of Jesus Christ. I was like, is it true? Is it true? I go here, this uncle called and asked me, how is church? I said, church is fine. How's everything? I said, everything is fine. He said, go ahead. The whole family is with you. After all, we have also got a pastor. We are tired. We have set idols, idols, idols. Every, all the spiritual men we are producing in the house are all fetish priests. For once, we have got a pastor. We support you. There is hope. I said there is hope. You are not a hopeless person. So that you sit down and say that because they say this. The lepers say that yes, we are lepers. But the fact that we are lepers does not mean that God has ended our life. They were consumers, people who have become dependent. There are some of us, in fact, we are dependents. When they scratch us, nothing comes. Every morning we stretch our hand. Give to me. Give to me. School fees, give to me. Breakfast, give to me. Lunch, give to me. Supper, give to me. You are, either you are collecting from your husband or your husband is collecting from you. You are collecting from your children. Your children are collecting from you. You have become, every area of your life you are depending. And because of that, they declare you hopeless. The Bible said that there is a time for everything. There is a time to beg, but there is a time to, to give. Today, people are giving to you, but prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ upon your life. In the next three months you shall give to people. In the next three months you shall also bless the life of people. In the next three months people shall depend on you. Because they were dependent. And then they were jobless. People who have no better work or income. They were jobless. Hallelujah. Sometimes if you don't have a job, look at how they treat you. Your confidence to even stand with your own peers and colleagues cry and are Hallelujah. The Lord will bless you. I said the Lord will bless you. The Lord will bless you. One day, pastors have gathered, they were talking. And I was standing with them. And the one pastor, they pulled themselves and they went to stand aside. And they were talking about their traveling ministry. And they, 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 and I was coming, and the one pastor also, Charlie Chalabas, the school said, We are talking about something. You are not there yet. So, thank God they said I was not there yet. I was like, What are you talking about? So, you, Charlie, Charlie, make you talk to the other pastors. Because, what did they talk? And then we're telling the Charlie, these people, you have to be careful when they're talking about your ministry. This is some of them, sometimes they smile with you, but they are not happy with you. And I heard it quietly. I was so pleased. I said, Church, human beings will classify you and put you a hole, hole where you belong because there is something you are jobless. Some income is not at your side. 
Hallelujah. I was so beefed. I stood aside. I said, hey, what is international? What is it? When you go and preach to five people, 12 people, 25 people, the largest you, play, you preach in a Ghanaian church, maybe 150, if God has blessed the person, if you see a Ghanaian church who is 300 and above, it's a misculture. Then maybe it's a Nigerian, a Kenyan, a Jamaican church. But typical Ghanaian church is 1500 and full of trouble. You go and preach, they give you 400, sometimes 200 pounds, 400 euros, 600 dollars. What are you going to do? But you go and preach in a Nigerian church, they can bless you 7,000, 5,000, sometimes 15,000 dollars. It's not such churches you go, you go and take 400 and 300 dollars. And I say, hey, I did it. Hallelujah. Currently, one of them came and said, Osofu, I heard you went to preach in some church and they bless you heavy. Can you connect me? I said, Before I connect you, you have to connect me. Where you went to preach and they give you that $400, connect me. Because if I get the $400 to my own, I'll go up and I'll also connect you. So, Osofu, by this one, I said, Charlie, monkey, no be fool. I'm not going to continue to put the banana down and you go eat. Jobless. The Lord will connect you. I said the Lord will connect you. Then stinky. They were stinky people with no sweet appearance. They were smelling. Some of us, we don't have, it's not that we are physically smelling, but we don't have the appearance. We are not ugly. We are not ugly. It's just that physically, how to package ourselves is not there. So they've classified us. If you want to see a beautiful woman, wait until they can also purchase at least at least this Zamrama makeup song and get Amina and Fatima and extend their head and get a good tailor to cut and shape for them and they begin get a better cocoa powder and then some of them for the lack of money they will buy messy cream and angel cream and mix it together with the kuto and start polishing the body and give them three months when the complexion begins to come out and the little chemical to extend the hair and start working on a big three inches hill. You will say that Amen. Sometimes appearance so they can make people can classify you useless. Listen, sometimes there's a place you want to go, but when you check, hello, I have gone to a function they didn't allow me to enter. They didn't allow me to enter because of what I was wearing. Did not. Some of us, let somebody just put up simple by the roadside lacoste, by the roadside jeans, some small slip on. And spend all their money to buy a powerful perfume and perfume themselves. And stand before you. Just between the Charlie. You see that you will give them all the respect because the scent that is coming. Yeah, this person is a good person. It's, fine. it's a respected person. perfume But let somebody wear the most expensive things. Like when you go to Kumasi. You can see one Asante man from top to down, it's about 5,000 Ghana cities, and still you don't see that he has dressed. If you have not been there before, huh? they will buy the sackling, sackling, kotoku, which a yard is about 250, they will buy it. 
expensive top and buy opanka 300 Ghana no jina so we talk about change say good in sanin in kulikomu kupachens no kwani number 2500 nipa no nam ho no ni o she no kwai is about 5000 so jina we nim kra na obuofu she she no say ah this what is this is this me why expensive but the one who has just simple and smelling good is what stinky appearance sometimes they can regard you as useless just because of your appearance but the lord will dress you i said the lord will dress you listen the same stinky lepers brought gold to the palace and told the president president gold the president didn't say that go with your stinky hands he collected the gold i thought they were stinky so they were not supposed to be part of men but when they broke the fear when they face the risk and get the result now kings officers ministers were embracing them wait till election come and go to the shrines go and see ministers and people removing their shoes and everything sitting on the floor for them to choose they will choose cola and minister will perform when they finish they will come and stand on tv and say these people shouldn't come on tv a case they were a case people under sin or bondage or in demonic bondage hallelujah we are almost running to an end guidelines for taking a risk let's look at the guidelines for taking a risk having said all this what is the guideline to take a risk we, are, we are look at Abraham taking the first step, first risk. We have seen Joshua taking the risk the first time. We have seen David taking the risk the first time. We have seen four lepers whom has been regarded as useless taking a risk the first time. What is the God? What must guide you to take a positive a risk that will bring you the results that you want? Number one, consider both sides of your decision. Hallelujah. Considerable side of your decision. The success and the failure. Consider it. The four lepers said, if we sit here, we die. That is one side of the decision. If we go, we may succeed or we die. Another side of the decision. Consider both. Abraham, you stay at where you are, you will not become a father of many nations and a blessing. You move, you become a father of many nations or not. One decision. Joshua, you stay at the back of the Jordan, you don't inherit the promised land. You step into the Jordan, you get into the promised land. Consider the decision. Anytime you are about to take a risk, two thoughts will come into your mind. Either to take or not to take. Consider both. Amen. Don't throw it away. Don't say, Pastor say take a risk. Pastor say take a risk. So you know that your, 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 your strength is not up to the Bible. Say that anybody who is going to war must first sit down and account if what he has will be able to fight the opponent. You have to consider it first. Because there are certain risks you might not be prepared to take it. Hello? That was the reason why the brothers and Saul was afraid for David to fight Goliath. Because they knew Goliath didn't, uh, sorry, David didn't have what it takes to fight such a battle. And they were given
Goliath of Goliath. He is an expert in war, experienced in war. He has never lost in a battle before. David, what battle have you won? What battles have you fought before? He said, I fought bears and lions. So David, we are not talking about bears and lions here. We are talking about Goliath, giant, nine foot tall. He has six finger toes, fingers, he has six uh, uh, toes. His hands are not ten. They are twelve. His legs are not ten. They are twelve. His javel alone is heavier than you, boy. You cannot carry his shell. That is what we are talking about. We are not talking about animals. David said, I will take the risk. I am prepared with it. So what is the preparation? He said, you don't know what I'm talking about. This man is standing at a hold, at a constant and a stable position, which is easier to hit because the battle I fought, I fought a moving object. The lion is the fastest. The bear is the strongest, very stable and stout. And with the moving fastest lion, I was able to hit it. How much more one person who is standing at one place is easier to hate that person. He knew that he has what it takes to take the risk, but the people didn't know. You know the risk you can take and you know the risk you cannot take. If you can't take it, don't venture. You will kill yourself ahead of time. Way both sides of the decision. Amen. Because Christians are Christians. Ignorance has taken control of thinking. Somebody will get up tomorrow morning. Pastor says, take a risk. And a car is coming. You go and stand in front of the car. I command you by the name of Jesus Christ. We'll stop and they will kill you. Like Mr. Atia, who was a mate. And they have got to the top of the mountain. The Abion, you know Abion. The Abion is not going. The driver said, Atia, choke a car, no? Atia, get up. Take a chalk. Put it there. The car was coming. Adia, Mr. Chalky Kano. Put it there. The car was coming. Adia, they would chalky Kano. Master, me chalky stay no fast. Adia would tin you all. What's the master? Me too. Chalky Kano. Then he puts his head there. Put his head there. The car walk on Adia's head. The master was up there. Atia, no response. Atia, no response. Atia. When the car stopped, the master came. Atia was lying there. Boom, the leg. Dead. Ah! Atia, Jimmy, sir. When Jimmy is here, you see the tin you hold. did you not chalk it and chalk it? You see the tin. You chalk it. Atia has done no wrong. Some of us, we say, take risks. We will get up tomorrow morning. And you go and stand on a risk that will defeat and collapse your life. Consider your strength if you are able. Amen. Choose which side favors God. In order to save yourself from taking a risk that will either make or make you, consider the risk you are about to take. Which one favors God? The decision. Hallelujah. Which one favors God? The four lepers, the rest, they didn't know that it favors God. But a prophecy had gone ahead that tomorrow by this time, God is going to bless the city of Samaria with abundance of food. So the step they took coincided with the word of God. When God 
God was giving that prophecy through prophet Elijah, God has not told the lepers. But when the lepers were taking that step, God knew that they are the people he was talking about. God has located them before he gave the prophecy. Anytime you are about to take a risk, God has already chosen the kind of step you must take. And that step will definitely marry with the word of God. Hallelujah. Don't get up. Say, I'm taking a risk. So I'm moving on. So that you get up. You just finish Psalm 7. And then has been doing some small, small business, get some small money in your pocket. And you can say, I can go, I can come. And there's no MP in your area. We don't have anybody to stand. So, and the area is a popular zone that when you stand, you win. So, you get up, you go and stand, they voted for you. And then you go and stand at parliament, you keep your mouth shut. And he said, we have to appraise the president's speech. It's an appraiser of the economy performance of what the country is doing, which is great that we must appraise the president. Then information starts coming from all over the world. And your parents and your children start commenting on Facebook. Then you say that, no, people don't like me. Nobody didn't like you. You have taken a risk that has developed a problem for your life. Amen. Take your time. You don't get up tomorrow morning. You see that sister going and you just go and stand in front of that sister. Pastor said, take a risk. Sister, you know something? Don't look at me now. Don't look at me now. Don't look at me now. I have, you see, the future is bright. Don't look at me. Everybody knows the future is bright. Everybody knows the future is bright. But I don't need you to go to the brighter future. God will give me a bright future. Go and stand in front of her. So, sister, you know, you know we can do and this thing. And when the sister look at you and say to her, go and look at your size. Just come and insult. Pastor, you talk to the sisters. You talk to the sisters. Which of the sisters I should talk? Hello? Am I preaching? Yes, because we say risk. You get up. Yeah, JD Bonnie, no, no. You believe? I know. Yes, yeah, you can marry any sister. It's good. Because every woman is marriable. As long as she's not married and you are not married. But sometimes you know. And you know in yourself. As a man or as a woman. You know that this one is not a risk I must take. You know that this is a heavy duty. You can't. So while you were talking and she lifted the, the, the finger and was scratching herself. Didn't you look at the inches of the fingers that you, she was wearing? It's not rubber that is cut It's money that is bought. Did you see it? Or lady, when you stand before that guy, that I like this guy. Did you see the number of phone calls that came at a point? They said, oh, if you are with a Oh, Grace, you have me, me, Oh, you too. Did you hear the number of names that were mentioned within a twinkle of three minutes? Did you hear it? And he said, oh, it's not. Hey, by faith, I take it. You will take it by faith, but you survive in faith. Get consumed by the result and not the danger. I said when you consider and you know that your decision falls on the side of God, be consumed by the result. 
the leper said, hey, if there is food there, we will rather go there. And whatever will happen, should happen. We will go there. Joshua said, hey, this is the promised land. I will step on the Jordan. I don't care. I will step in. Then he's bold to tell the people, listen, we are stepping on this Jordan. And beyond the Jordan, I see good. And behind the Jordan, I see curses. I see blessings ahead. I see curses. I see good ahead. I see bad. I am choosing it. I am stepping to choose it. You can stay here to take it. When you consider it, face the result. Hallelujah. Then step ahead, full of hope. When you are taking the risk, take it with hope. Amen. Take it with hope. The statement of what about if it doesn't work? What about if it doesn't work? What about it? Drop it. Drop it. You don't need it. Drop it. Go. It will work. Hallelujah. I said what? Go. It will work. After all, something still pursued Delilah. Even though all advice told him Samson don't, he pursued until his eyes were removed. He learned his lesson. When his eyes was removed, he learned his lesson. But you are not going because there are so many hot guidelines to guide you. Amen. Then go in the confidence of God. I say go in what? Confidence of God. Go in know that Christ in you the hope of glory. Going knowing that for his rod and his staff, they shall comfort me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Going know that even though you come to me with sword and spears and javelin, I came to you in the name of the Lord. Going know that no tongue rise against you in judgment shall prevail because you overcome them. Go, have the confidence in God that you can make it. It doesn't matter. The danger. Go. Go. In Isaiah, he said that in affliction, I'll be with you. In distress, I'll be with you. In fire, I'll be with you. In the waters, I'll be with you. In nakedness, I'll be with you. What a game. Hallelujah. Some risk will strip you naked, but you'll never be naked forever. I said you'll never be naked forever. Some of us, when we take the risk, to come into ministry, we went naked. We went what? Naked. We had only one trouser, one shirt. We didn't have anything called, today we call it briefs. I came to Accra to hear briefs. It is called supporter. Supporter. A support materials beneath. We didn't have some. We were not wearing singlet. Our socks had two exits and entry points. You can wear it from back or you can wear it from front. In fact, all we need is to take the socks and wear. We don't know which of the direction is in and out. Sometimes the toe, the foot is on the leg and the leg is on the toe. We don't remove our shoe. Under our shoe, you see car ties. You are patched with cat eyes. Our shoe has become guaranteed. Not that it was made guaranteed. It has layers. Naked because we took a risk for the purpose of God. Hallelujah. Today we wear designer shoe. We wear designer suit. We spray designer. We sleep even designer. Sometimes we sleep with styles. 
Meanwhile, we used to sleep like this. And Pemuwa said, you put all your hand in this thing and cover your something, and you sleep. You don't want any problem. A risk can strip you naked, but take it. Sometimes a risk can make you hungry, but take it. You are hungry, but when that business succeeds, you will never be hungry again. You are hungry, but when that project goes through, you will never be hungry again. You are hungry, but if that house is built, you will never cry for accommodation again. It's a risk. Take it. Amen. Take it. God will be with you. Hallelujah. Sometimes it is not easy. Taking a risk is not easy. But take it. Hallelujah. Be confident in God. And God will make it. I have seen God making it after taking a risk. And I know he will make it for you. Hallelujah. I know what he will make it for you. Amen. Amen. I slept in the forest for 21 days. In the night you hear the sound. In fact, you see monkeys jump across. You hear the sound of wild animals in the night. 21 days. Just because of the gospel. And then somebody said that if you want it, not in my house. Where are we going to stay? We ran. In the course of waiting, so we went to sleep in the forest. Believing God. That was a risk. We were smelling, we were dirty, we were beaten by rain. Risk. Today we are not sleeping in forests. Hallelujah. At the instant of the risk, it will look like the danger is too much of you. But I'm telling you, in the face of the risk, the future is greater than the instant. The future is greater than the moment. The future is better than the moment. Take it. Once God has said, pursue, pursue. And church, let him give you one last thing that we close. How to know that the risk you are about to take is God. Amen. Anything in you that gives you sleeplessness and unsatisfaction in this life is a mission from God. Amen. There's a school you want to start and every day throughout your life you are not satisfied that you don't see that school built. There's a house you want to build. Up till now you don't feel satisfied that I'm not, I have not built this house. There's a project. There's something inside of you. It is worrying you and you know that you are not happy in you that you haven't seen this thing come to pass. It's a mission in God. Take the first steps towards achieving it. No matter what you will get it done. I said you get it done. I prophesy this afternoon. I pray this afternoon over your life. I release your life this afternoon. I come against every resistance. I come against every difficulty. I take the dangers of your life. I pray your life above the challenges and the difficulty. That which will try to stop you. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. You shall overcome it. Every danger and barrier. Human beings who will become a problem for you. You shall overcome it material substance that will become a resistance for you the Lord shall provide every voice that will try to threaten and intimidate you I silence that voice I prophesy in the name of Jesus upon your life that step you are about to take it shall become a successful step that step you are about to take it shall become a prosperous step that step you are becoming to take it will take your life to a better future you will never be defeated by it 
you will never look back you will never be discouraged by it you will never be put down by it the lord shall be your strength the lord shall be your your confidence the lord shall be your courage he will take you through and you overcome that risk the lord shall be the heels under your foot he shall be the wings that you fly with the lord shall be the voice that you speak it doesn't matter who you are by the power of possibility by the power of grace by the power of the strength of the most high i confirm it within your spirit go in this take that step and give god the testimony of victory in jesus name amen